0: Episode 23 of the Couple Mets podcast. Ian Bosniak here joined alongside
1: by Robert Benegas as always. Robbie, how we doing, my friend? What's up, being Another day in Mets land. We're in September now, so Mets fans, hang tight. Um, one more month and, you know, again, a lot to talk about still in this 2023 campaign. Can't wait to discuss.
0: Wild, that it's uh, September already. Yeah. Definitely, September 1st. definitely, And it feels it. And it feels it in the morning. It's like 60 degrees. I'm like putting on sweatshirts and shit already.
1: It's that fall weather, baby. Really. Fall,
0: fall weather. Now we just need to get through October really quickly so that it can go like that. Because October yeah, yeah, when yeah. the Mets aren't in it, absolutely the worst month. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to hop right into it. Just a reminder, give us a follow on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, and on TikTok. We are at Couple of Mets. Also be sure to rate and subscribe to our podcasts, whether it be on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So as Rob said, you know, a team that's, has 0.2% chance of making the postseason in the Mets. Um, September 1st, normally not much brewing, right? Wrong. Um, Obviously, you would think if you're listening to this, that, hey, we're going to talk about the fact that the Mets promoted Ronnie Mauricio. We are. But first and foremost, um, the Mets went and fired a uh, ton of front office executives yesterday. Um, Fired pro scouting director Jeff Lebo, Uh, Farm Director Kevin Howard, who I actually know, um, so I'll reserve things on that. Performance (laughs) Director Jim Cavallini and Baseball Development Director Brian Hayes. Um, Reportedly, a few more names could be coming. And then obviously you have, you know, who's going to replace all these guys? Who's going to be the one in charge of replacing them? It's going to be a president of Baseball Ops. It appears that Epler and Cohen are the ones that are in charge of the search. Rob, what do you... What do you do you think that this is just a result of a really bad season or just like getting rid of the crap that was left over from the Wilpons?
1: No, definitely, uh, definitely getting rid of the crap that was left over. I mean, most of those guys you named have been with the club for a majority of the, of, of years, and and again, uh, I think it's just Steve Cohen putting his foot down and saying, hey, you know, I gave you guys a shot. We we can see that the Mets have been in, very inconsistent this year, you know, and you're gone. And again, this just smells uh, David Cerns. And then you know now you hear rumblings about Craig Council being being a fit for the Mets as a manager. So you know it's uh definitely uh again I'm I'm happy I'm excited man. You know it's just a new regime kind of taking over and, and yeah. you know hopefully like I, like I said hopefully the Mets just kind of feed off this and longevity longevity of you know amount of success.
0: Yeah, listen, it was it was about time. You know you look at some yep. of the titles, pro scouting director, farm director. Performance director and baseball development Mm -hmm. director. I just feel like they're not um, seeing the development, obviously, in the kids that they want. Um, so it starts with the developmental stage and the director, um, and it kind of riddles down to the scouting departments and whatnot. So, um, Listen, I I think it's only a good thing. They actually the one of the two individuals they left in charge with was uh, Chris Christie's son, uh, Rob. And I were talking about it beforehand, so not nice. sure if that was a favorite to the uh, Wilpons who were still set on the Mets board, but um, you know that that's that's the to be determined. But um, no, I mean, I think it's I think it's a great move. Do you think David Sterns is coming in? Like realistically,
1: no, yeah, I think so. I mean, again, there we've been hearing his name for the last two three years now, so.
0: I feel like it's baseball's worst kept secret that Steve yep, Cohen wants them. Pretty
1: much, pretty much, exactly like exactly, we don't know like what these sources know. You know what I mean? Every and and you know we're gonna get into it in this episode, along with like Pete Alonzo drama. But you know everyone has their different source, quote unquote. And you know the majority of it, like you said, is clickbait. And the uh, other other majority, or the you know the other half, is is the real deal. Holy field. So again, you know it's great to see that. Again, the Mets are just kind of not, not you know, again, I hate that people lose their jobs. But again, new regime coming in, hopefully. Uh, Billy Epler and Steve Cohen obviously have a plan. And, you know, let's do this.
0: Exactly. And it's all about a plan. It really is. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of us level ahead and Mets fans were okay with what they yeah. did at the deadline. And now you yeah. see here in the final month of the season, they can evaluate now. Okay, who do we have? And I'm not talking about the people on the field. I'm talking about the people in the front office. They can evaluate Mm -hmm. that and then they can let the new president of baseball operations come in, hire his developmental, his performance director, his farm director and all that, um, and kind of wipe the slate clean. And being a local kid, David Stearns, um, you know, Rob dreamed of being a baseball player. I dreamed of being a front office executive. Um, And I know that David Stearns also dreamed of being a front office executive. He wound Mm -hmm. up in Milwaukee. Um, He's a local kid. And he grew up a Mets fan, so I can only imagine um, that he'll be biting at the – chomping at the bit Mm -hmm. there.
1: Definitely, 100%. And it's good. And, again, you know, I I also love hearing these Craig Council – like rumors, or you know, saying that he's do, the do next. Do you think?
0: Do you think? Do you think Buck's gonna come back then next year? Well, that's or what I'm saying. Like all these, like to...
1: you know, in the past episodes of of 2023, you know, we questioned Buck's decision making. We've we put a lot of the blame on, or you put a lot of the blame on Buck. I, <laughs> I I kept, you know, to a certain point. But whatever, we were all even Mets Twitter was going crazy over Buck Showalter decision making. This, then the third. It's good to see that they let him finish out the season. Maybe at the end of the year, they discuss. They say, Hey, listen, maybe there's a hi- there's a role higher up for you. Um you know, off the field. Um, and then, you know, that's when, I mean, it only makes sense. If Stearns is coming, he's going to want his guy or his manager and his manager's Craig Council. So I, I like it, man. And very, you know, again, I remember him growing up playing and shit. Very respected guy. Knows the game. Just look at the Brewers, man.
0: Great. greatest, Yeah. yeah.
1: Greatest bat- sta- batting Force stance. Out, of Strangest batting no, stance even of all time. He was time. on the Diamondbacks too, right?
0: Diamondbacks, Marlins, so Brewers. He's a champion. He's a champion. Yeah. Yeah, he's a world champion. Yeah, listen, he knows how to win. He's a good manager. He's very strategic, and also knows how to utilize the an- the analytics on the field. Right. Um, I just think that again, you know, we'll talk about Craig Council, and there's some people saying that he may want to take a year off if he does decide to leave the Brewers after this year. Um, that may give way for Buck Showalter to finish out his his, uh, his contract next year. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, finish out year three and have some of the younger kids under his belt watching them Mm -hmm. and then bringing Craig Council, who's ready to go with a fired up squad for 2025. So I don't know. I guess guess we'll kind of see. But again, we can only report the news and kind of what we analyze. But until the winter, we won't really know shit. Exactly. Yeah. So we can't pretend to be someone we're not. And we're not. We're just a couple (laughs) minutes. (laughs) So mentioned from the outset, it is September 1st. And so. Ronnie Mauricio has finally arrived. He's finally arrived. All the baby Mets in the majors. Rob, what are you looking for from Ronnie here? He's batting ninth tonight in his uh, debut here.
1: And he's playing second base. I just hope to see uh, him play, you know, multiple positions in the bigs, whether it's at third or second or left field or maybe even in center. Who knows? But, again, just give him reps. Um, right right off the gun, he's starting. And 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 even Brett Beatty come rejoining the Mets. He's uh he's right there at third base with him. Uh, let's see what the kids got, man. This is it now, and you know I wish it was earlier. You, you know what I mean? But now that where the Mets are, and you know now we're looking ahead to 2024. Let's just let let the kids play, and you know again uh, I'm very excited, man. Seattle's a very good matchup, I think. And Ronnie Mauricio, let's see what you got, bro.
0: Imagine imagine he comes out just raking, and then the <laughs> Mets fans <just> like <laughs> in a reverse just.
1: Bro. uproar and just get furious. like I like that I could middle. have had him this and, months ago him and him and Lindor up the middle that's yeah. a nice little combo right there but yeah we'll see we'll see man and
0: it also is playing into kind of what you've said over the last several weeks in that mm-hmm. you kind of like McNeil in the outfield more than second base mm-hmm. um yeah and it really I'm looks right, like whether it's going to be whether it's going to be Mauricio or whether it's going to be Acuna next year somebody uh-huh. really looks like the Mets like McNeil for that corner outfield slot and kind of like that Ben yeah. Zobris role of being that super yep. utility guy.
1: Exactly. And then, you know, again, uh, the Mets are known for making defensive substitutions late in the game. You, you know, again, you move Mauricio out, you put McNeil second, you put an actual outfielder out there late in the game. Yeah, it's going to happen, man. But again, um, he's he's in right field, I'm assuming. McNeil?
0: Uh, McNeil's, in, McNeil's in left field. So tonight's lineup, we got Brandon Immo. Oh, Lynn yeah, Doher. right,
1: right. DJ Stewart, the GOAT. Yeah. Yeah, a head. <laughs>
0: McNeil and left, Alonzo Vogelbach, uh, DJ Stewart, the GOAT, as you just said out and right, Francisco Alvarez, Brett Beatty, and Ronnie Mauricio. Yes, Rob mentioned that Brett Beatty was also amongst the September call-ups. He's back after raking, after being sent down. Um, but just quickly, just finishing off on Mauricio here, because we've been talking about him forever, so I guess really it's... We're just stoked to kind of see him in the lineup and see what he's got, but thus far in AAA this year... Um, you know, he's 23 home runs, driven in 71 runs. He's stolen 24 bases. He's scored 76 runs. His slash line, 292, 346 with a 506 slugging percentage. Uh, 368 wOBA. 107 weighted runs created plus. Strikes out at an 18.2% clip. Um, it is his lo- It is his second lowest of his career, though, since rookie ball. So that is a positive. Um, okay. Again, it's really just remains to be seen what this kid is. We know that he does have some holes in his game. You mentioned defense, you know, there's certain positions where he's had to move around. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the offense plays, there have been some concerns about him adjusting to big league pitching. That's one of the reasons why supposedly they kept him down um, along with the defense. But at the end of the day, um, I think that we're all just super excited to see Ronnie Mauricio join the rest of the baby mats and maybe it also sparks up Francisco Alvarez who's looked like crap lately
1: no definitely and again you know he Francisco Alvarez and I believe uh, Mark Vientos when they both when Mauricio got called up they both you know had a reaction to it on social media so again yep. obviously Alvarez again it has good uh, chemistry with Mauricio Beatty and Vientos um you know and again maybe it'll you like you said maybe it'll spark a fire under his ass i think the unique thing about Maurizio though is like you know again he's a switch hitter so you know again he's he could be in the lineup every day big dude uh, whether it's a lefty or a righty and then um people forget like he's like six what six two six three he's tall man yeah he's, no, tall, he's a tall lanky kid he's a big he's a grown and, boy bro
0: and the thing is he started to build out he's six three 166 mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly, and he's and he's still growing. He's you know again he's maturing, uh, you know, and hopefully we could just see that in the bigs here in September. So, I've always said a switch hitting, thinner Jordan Alvarez. I've said it. He looks like
0: him. Um,
1: well he hit like him in spring training. So hopefully again we just see it right and now. And in the winter. League. <laughs> yeah,
0: and speaking of lighting a uh, fire underneath Francisco uh, Alvarez's ass, I just want to say. Over Alvarez's last 15 games. And again, this is expected. Doesn't matter if you're Ronald Acuna Jr. or you're the worst prospect that's ever been developed, Gavin Chicchini. Um, his last uh Alvarez's last 15 games, he's hitting 091 with a 245 on base percentage, slugging Jeez. 091, hasn't hit a home home run, um, only has two home runs in his last 30 games. Alvarez is definitely going through a rut. Um something that I like that I'm seeing though, is he's keeping his composure mentally. Um, he's always there locked in yeah. um, on the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about his battery mate. I'm not talking about the opposing pitcher, um, but the, ins- the, the enthusiasm and the optimism that uh, Alvarez displays isn't going away. And I think that that's something that's really important for, you know, a 21 a year old prospect who's, been labeled a martyr already you know uh Pretty and much, has yeah. come back and has come down to earth you know and he's still able to keep that composure and again hopefully just mauricio coming up a lot more comfortability between all four of them and they can just kind of rock and roll uh what are you looking for from brett Beatty um as he <laughs> comes back up what do you kind of brett Beatty. Uh, obviously he wasn't getting the ball in the air a lot he was striking out a ton yeah Aaron no Peters exactly Defense yeah, no. kind of off what are you what are you looking for
1: no, I mean you know you said it right there. the The Mets obviously were concerned with him not putting the ball in the air and driving the ball. So you know, right when he got to Triple A, he started doing that, and hopefully you just hope it uh, correlates to the big leagues. Um, again, he's starting at third, so clean slate. Um, let's forget about his defensive errors and defensive plays uh, from the beginning of this year, and let's just have, let hopefully he just has confidence in manning down the hot corner. I mean, again, the Mets have a nice little infield today, in Beatty, Lindor, Maurizio, and Alonso. So. Again, defense defense is there, and, and no perfect pitcher to start than Kodai Senga. So, you know, again, it's going to be Friday Night Lights for the Mets. I know you're going tonight, so uh, enjoy the game, and, uh, you know, let me know how it is because I really – you're seeing three-fourths of the kids playing, so it's awesome, man. Yeah, if you want to grab a ticket, they're like five bucks. No, nah, I would. I have a fantasy draft tonight.
0: Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, no, it's a little – And a bottle of tequila
1: is calling my name tonight.
0: <laughs> little little – little see, little date night action calling my name tonight. Um, there you go. You know, get to go get to go out with the lady and shout out um, Evie, yeah. Get to who? who? <laughs> you just gave a shout out to my girlfriend. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. Evie. Yeah. So you know, get to go out with the lady friend, and then, um, you know, get to see Ronnie Mauricio debut. So what's better it's than a, that? what
1: number is he done in? Do you know?
0: I don't know yet.
1: That'd be kind of sick if he done like what he did in spring training. What did he do sixty eight or something like
0: that? Yeah, he did sixty eight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, give Let, him like a, give him like
0: a. I think he might be
1: seven, he might be rocking seven.
0: sixty. That's what it says on the Mets depth chart. Sixty. Sixty.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good number. That that's that'd be a good number.
0: Fun. That'd be a good number. Um, the last thing on Brett Beatty here before we move on to the next topic on our agenda, which is <laughs> another drama-filled uh topic. It's <laughs> just being the Mets, um. Brett Beatty, before he was sent down in 278 at-bats, he was getting on base at a 289 clip. Um, 620 OPS, was hitting 216, hit seven home runs, and drove in 27. Definitely had his spurts where he looked like that legitimate hitter, Um, a guy that can hit for power and some contact. And then at other times he looked completely lost at the dish, lifeless at-bats, swinging at off-speed pitches, down and out of the zone, um, so I think that's really what I'm looking for, and I'm looking for more of that launch angle. Um, and if it works, man, I don't know. Maybe they should fire Jeremy Barnes, and bring up the AAA <laughs> hitting coach, because I'm not talking about this year. I'm just talking about in the future, man. Like it seems like everyone yeah. goes to Syracuse, they hit the shit out of the ball, and then they come here and they can't do deck. So
1: yeah, well, that's you know totally different from,
0: levels. But aside <laughs> from Francisco Alvarez, yeah. But come on, we need we need fast adjustments here. All right, we've been hearing <laughs> about these kids for so long.
1: Bro, that's the Steve Cohen
0: attitude. Steve Cohen attitude? No, that's sure. like the... Uh, I don't know whose attitude. that. That's like the George Steinbrenner attitude. Fucking perform. No, that's not me. That's not me. I'm all for development. I don't think that's the Mets way. No, player development. Player development, baby. No, you player have to,
1: man. I mean, again, you see the Astros and stuff like that. And other exactly. Dude, the process teams. works. Orioles. Yeah, the process works. Orioles, Astros. Dude, baseball's a different sport where you could have a process like basketball and football now like there's no such thing you know what i mean i mean you know again in football a little, a little bit but basketball they try to rush everything now yeah. it's like
0: baseball baseball there's a systems for all teams aside from the yeah, uh, yeah, aside from the angels who call up their number one picks uh in the same year you know
1: so bro dude they waved everybody man yo isn't that insane they should. I don't know why. Like the Mets should like claim or try to put like a waiver in for like Giolito or like Clevenger. Like
0: well, they they've all gotten
1: claimed. Yeah. Well.
0: Yeah. All right. Giolito, Giolito, and Reynaldo Lopez. Yeah. Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez both got claimed by the Guardians. What? What an insane idea! If you think about the Angels, they both have, I think, the same record. Yeah. And one waves them all because they're completely out of it in the West and they don't see a shot and they're not going to, and obviously nobody else has a shot at the wild card. And then you have the guardians who maybe see their hopes just there. Cause they're in second place behind the twins in the central, maybe. I don't know, but they all looked like shit in Anaheim. And then Dominic,
1: Dominic Leon. Yeah, he also got claimed funny.
0: by who, by who the Mariners,
1: Seattle. Yeah. And well, you know, we basically got a Jeremiah Jackson for, for nothing. Yeah. All right, well.
0: Billy Upler. It could swinging, be worse. Winging.
1: Yeah, it could be worse. That's why fans got to realize it could be worse, yo.
0: Dylan, wheeling and Dylan, baby. Wheeling yeah. and Dylan. Just wait till
1: the winter. Oh, boy. The winter. Speaking of, the, yeah, speaking of the winter, did you see a polar bear on your sights, sir? What did I tell you? What did, <laughs> yeah, what dude, did I bait. tell you? Okay. Clickbait. Clickbait. So the first report that came Clickbait. out
0: weeks ago was from Ken <laughs> Rosenthal. <laughs> Okay, he said that the Mets nearly traded Alonzo to the Brewers, which caused Alonzo to have to answer questions. Then, Bob Nightingale comes out last week, which we titled the episode literally after his report, called it the Pete Alonzo episode. This is essentially kind of like the Pete Alonzo episode 2.0 here, because we have to finish off the episode speaking about it again. Because now Andy Martino. Oh, yeah. Of SNY comes out and says that unless the it Mets are absolutely source. blown away, yep. he will not be traded. Pete Alonso will not be traded this offseason. It's the same shit as the deadline. It's the well, same thing as the deadline. If the Mets can agree to a contract extension, $27, $28 million a year, and if he's willing to accept seven, six to eight years, I think it gets done. And I think they come to a contract extension. If not, the Mets are able to field a competitive team, like a really competitive team, which I think they will. I think teams are – and people are really underestimating what Cohen and Co are going to do this offseason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that they're going to go after the high, high dogs, but they're going to go after some really, really quality pieces. Yeah. You know, they can bring – Alonzo back, really make a push for it in 2024, and then they can wait till the offseason, try to sign him like Aaron Judge, and if he signs somewhere else, the Mets end up with a compensation pick, or they could bring him back for next year, and if we're out of it at the deadline, then the Mets trade him again. There's Mm -hmm. no reason people talk about the Mets wanting to enhance the farm system. They already
1: did. No, they did tremendously, honestly, with the pieces that they had. I mean, of course, Cohen had to cover a little bit of money here and there, but it was well worth it well worth it well worth it yeah. he
0: bought he essentially bought a farm system mm-hmm. and obviously you talk about a potential haul that you can get for Pete for Pete Alonso. I almost said Pete Cohen but for Pete Alonzo we brought it up last episode the Mets could get uh, someone who's ready to contribute on the major league level uh, in a very competitive fashion along with two top prospects maybe even three for Pete Alonso right now right because that team would be assuming that they're going to sign him to an extension, kind of like the Mets did with Alon uh, Lindor a few years ago. That's something that, again, unless a team blows them out of the water, yeah, it's it's not going to happen. So, so now let me ask you, Rob, because we did <laughs> it last week. We can't be following the media, and that's why we have to be our own media. We have to have our own sources because I can't trust <laughs> any of these guys. Um, so that's a couple of we're a couple Mets media now. We're gonna have sources for everybody. We have a few and but we'll have more. Yep.
1: Um do you, do you do you see him getting traded? No, I mean now seeing all this, seeing all this, <laughs> it totally just complete 180 here um i don't see him getting traded anymore i definitely do think they get something done um i don't know if you saw that report the the like the contract numbers or 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 where they stood you know what i mean there was a no. report i don't know by who but but pete alonzo was like asking for this amount and the mets were offered him this amount you know that's where the disagreement was but
0: was it was it like the Mets were looking at like twenty four, twenty five million dollars. Like, something. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They like the twenty one to twenty five million dollar range, and and, and he wants, wants the twenty seven, twenty eight. Like, like you said, the Freddie Freeman, you know. So,
0: which they should, and it probably it probably means that they're afraid that he's going to be a DH in the latter part of his days. Yeah, right. But and I still they're...
1: think you should too, though. Like, and and again, like, to, like I said, to answer your question, like, no, nah, it's complete one eighty. My mindset's different. Like, I de- I definitely think something gets done and you know, he's a Met for life, so. Yeah, I, listen,
0: again, unless somebody blows them out of the water, another (laughs) thought that I had was it wouldn't make sense unless the two teams are, well, you know that the Mets love Juan Soto, right? So the only trade that I like is, like, if he did, like, a, one for one Alonzo for Soto because the Padres aren't going to re-sign Soto but the Mets would put their balls in Soto's court and then they would re-sign Soto. That's the only thing and I and I think I said that to you one other time. I don't need another hall of prospects. We just bolstered our system with the draft. We just bolstered our system with at the deadline. If we keep losing, we're going to end up with a protected pick in, in the draft next year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's time that the Mets lock in Pete Alonso. They should have done it a few years ago, but lock him in. We've said make him a part of that core with Senga and Diaz and Lindor and Alvarez. Who am I missing, Rob? McNeil. <laughs> and and let's and let's go. You know Alonso isn't this guy like Aaron Judge who he's missing forty games a year, thirty games a year. Pete Alonso's out there diving at first 158 games a year. He's a baller. Resign him. All right, Rob. So as we wrap up episode 23 here of season two, the Cup of Mets podcast, um, just a few announcements. Uh, Be sure to follow Cup of Baseball on Instagram. It is obviously an offshoot of Cup of Mets. We're their father um be be, be sure to follow cup of baseball also i'm pretty sure if you head into your head into you know whether it be google chrome safari whatever you prefer um even regular google uh anything just go to www.cupofmets.com and you'll be able to get apparel you'll be able to get a shirt like i'm wearing right here with the cup of mets logo uh, we also have a lovely DJ Stewart bubblegum sir, uh, sir, DJ. in the link, DJ Stewart, our boy who's been on a mighty, mighty tear. We didn't even get to that. Um, but DJ Stewart's a god and we've made it known on our website and we are celebrating that. Uh, rocking a t-shirt. You can see it on our Instagram account as well as at www.coupleofmets.com. Yes, sir. DJ Stewart's last 15 games, eight home runs, eight home runs, eight home runs. Think about it. Eight home runs in last catch 15 games, 16 RBIs. Catchy what? The catch he made too. The catch he made too. The catch he made too. The defense, 347, 396, and an 898 slugging percentage no good for him I'm happy for him seriously. Rob, DJ did we find uh gem in the did we find Oh yeah a definitely. Needle
1: definitely. 100%. 100%. I mean again he's he's earned it so That's yeah. why I like him cuz he's worked you can tell he plays with passion and emotion and yeah. Just, you know he's, he's a good
0: dude so. He's a great dude. He's got to buy diapers so everybody to <laughs> to celebrate and, Yeah, and, and uh, I'll buy you some
1: diapers DJ don't worry. Yeah, for everyone you. to honor, you. you
0: know, DJ Stewart and show their support for the, yeah. for the former first-round draft pick made, you know, stud here in Queens, be sure to head to Mets.com and get your apparel now. Rob,
1: any final thoughts, buddy, before we hop off here and wrap up episode 23? No, listen, I mean, you know, again, we're just we're just getting started and, you know, make sure you just give us a follow, shoot us a follow or however you want to say it. or And again, hit that subscribe button. and uh that's a big one all in all just thank you i mean again we reached we're over 1500 now and on instagram followers and it's 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 just you know thanks guys and uh, we appreciate you and you know let's go mets let's finish the season on a a high note yes sir yes sir
0: yeah we're entering our final month here of the couple mets podcast here season two uh before we head into the hot stove edition um but rob said it yeah thank you reach 1500 followers plus on instagram um that's a big mark for us that I don't think when we started this out, we thought that we would hit. So thank you for that. Uh, the Instagram, uh, the Instagram, we just spoke about that. The podcast has continued to grow. And um I think Rob and I can, I think I can speak for the both of us when we've said that uh, we've thoroughly enjoyed doing this and, and um, you know, chopping it up with, with everybody and each other on a weekly basis. So it's been fun again. Unfortunately, the season has sucked, um, but brighter times ahead, brighter times ahead. As Rob said, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. We are at Couple of Mets. Be sure to subscribe and rate to our podcasts, whether it be on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. For Mr. Robert Venegas, call me Bobby V. I'm Ian Bosniak. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Happy Labor Day.